going on, Undrafted family? Welcome to episode seven of the Undrafted podcast. My name is Kevin. I'm Coach Danny. My name is Coach Mel. And we are your Undrafted podcast crew. Um, I'm so happy to be here again. Um, Episode seven, as I stated, uh, super excited for our guest. Super excited to be here with family again. Mm -hmm. Um, How has your guys' week been? I know that, you know, we usually do this on Thursdays, but... (laughs) <laughs> we're, doing, we're doing we're doing this episode on on a Sunday, so it's a little easier to talk about how the week has been. How's y'all's week been? True. Um, it's going very good. Just got some great news. Uh, this week has been insane for me. Just uh, being able to get paperwork going, just to get back to work. Um, I've missed already a couple of weeks, but I've been on medical leave for those that don't know, and I'm so so excited to be back with my kids. Uh, be wait, back wait, when is it, when, is, when is this happening? You're going. You're doing what? Say it again. <laughs> okay, I returned back to work on Tuesday, and I'm so so excited. It's been uh, long overdue. Bro. Long overdue. I'm blessed uh, for the Texaco Conference to have taken me under their wing, uh, really yeah. protected me, and I'm really happy for God's grace and protection um, during this transition in my life. So I'm just so glad to to finally be back uh, to do what I love, especially coaching. Being with my Wolfpack, uh, SVA Knights, and just ready to do what I love for the person I love most, which is the big man upstairs, man. I'm, I'm excited. So mm-hmm. thank you guys for your support and prayers. And let's get this show going, man. Been, I've been real, sleeping man. too long. Yeah. For real, man. <laughs> no, yeah, ditto, ditto. I'm just excited for Mel to be back. Um, we are, I think, like, this is our end of our second week of school. Um, and you know, we've just been training, training. I'm, I've been waiting for Kevin to come back. Kevin was, he was with us. I'm not sure if those of you, uh, who, who don't know anyway, Kevin was with us a couple weeks ago. Um, and he, he was here just briefly and then he left, disappeared out of our lives, never come <laughs> back. But that being said, nah, uh, he, I'm, I'm just waiting for, for Kevin to come back, you know, uh, bless us with, uh, some knowledge. Um, mm-hmm. but no, I, I'm ready to get this year going, man. I'm ready. Sure, sure. Yeah, I know you, for Kev? sure. For sure, no, no, for sure. I mean, I've just been working, um, learning, you know, soaking everything in, and and I and like Daniel said, I mean, I'm excited for this year. I feel like, um, I feel like big things are coming. You know, not just for us, mm-hmm. but I feel like, I feel like, you know, hopefully God can bless us with, with a better year <laughs> than we obviously had, which is not hard. Yes, sir. You know, mm-hmm. but um, no, but but I'm excited. I'm excited. You know, I'm excited to have our guest today. I'm excited to be able to just sit down and learn, you know, every day is a new opportunity mm-hmm. to learn. So, yes, sure. so, so I'm excited and and thankful for the opportunity as, as I always am. All right. Awesome. 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 Well, uh, ladies and gentlemen, our next segment is brought to you or this whole segment is brought to you by smiles missionary foundation. Alrighty. This foundation focuses on offering youth and uh, adults, the possibility of better education, uh, essential medical care, uh, you know, providing essential nutrition for them. Everybody needs essential nutrition once again. So shout out to Smiles Missionary Foundation. Uh, what is it that we we typically want to call it all the time? Smiles, smiles. What? I <laughs> smiles. almost called it that. Smiles. Smiles, bro. But yeah. no, Smiles Missionary Foundation. Please <laughs> go and follow them. Please go and donate if you can. Thank you mm-hmm. so much. Thank smiles you. Missionary Foundation. Thank you. Thank you. All right, it's that time of the show now where we introduce to you our special guest. And for me, it's an honor to be able to share somebody who shares, finally, uh, my Jersey roots. Uh, for those that don't know, you know, I, I was born in Elizabeth, New Jersey. Um, hey. my, sister, my sister was born in Newark. So to be able to find somebody, you know, of that same 
Um, I don't know. There's something different about Jersey people. We just we East just coast. tough nails, man. We we East Coast. We 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 treat life differently. You know, it, it hits us differently. But before I go in a little more detail about Angelica Bermudez, also known as Coach Bay. Okay, we gotta get that a little bit more uh, familiarized. She was born originally in Manhattan, New York. She grew up in New Jersey, Jersey City to be exact. And she started playing basketball at the age of 12. From there, she had dedicated her whole life to being one of the most versatile and devoted basketball players, coaches, and also consultants. She believes in being bold, aspiring, and an empowering woman as well, wherever she is. She has played with the BSNF League, I apologize, and she's also played with the national Puerto Rican team. She has played in Egypt, Romania, Qatar, Dubai, Mexico, and the list just goes on, which I'm excited to dive into. <laughs> uh, she believes in Experience. teamwork, mm -hmm, respect, integrity, and professionalism. Also, side note, um, she's also has a degree in criminal justice, and she's working on other business projects that will bring solution to her field and her industry. So that would be also an interesting topic to touch in. Um, She's currently in Oklahoma City. She's partnering with Deer Creek High School as hey. an assistant coach and currently working on her brand as the face of Advent's Health and Wellness. Um, so definitely right now, more further than do, we would just want to dive right in with Coach Angie. Here she is, Coach Bay. What's going on? Going hey. on? Good morning. Hey. <laughs> are you doing, fam? How's everything I'm going? Good. How are you, sis? I'm doing good, man. This is what we've been waiting for. First female on the podcast. It's an honor. It's, it's we're overdue. It's been a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. yes, of course. How, how's your Sunday going so far before we dive uh, in? Sunday's good. Um, family over there in the other room, but everything's going. <laughs> if you hear something, just ignore them. They be in there. So, okay. We good, we good. All right. Oh, so let's just dive in straight into um, the podcast. I have a question for you that for me, I think is going to hit home is uh, what does the word undrafted mean and signify to you? Because you're a pro. So, you know, this is interesting. That's very interesting. That's a great question. So nobody knows that I didn't go D1. So I went D3. Okay. So then for me to go D3 and still be able to play professionally, just shows like anybody can do it hmm. who have hmm. went undrafted in the league. And it's like one of my, I played in Puerto Rico with Erica Wheeler. I'm going to throw a name out there. Oh, so we, nice. Hey. Yeah. So okay. Her and I actually won a championship together in Puerto Rico. Nobody really knows that because I don't throw it out there like that. But like <laughs> Erica Wheeler has, she's gone undrafted and everybody knows her story and things like that. Mm -hmm. So it's just basically somebody who works hard from the bottom and builds their way up and builds their own person and who they are and just continues to work hard no matter what. So I think that's what mm. kind of it means to me. That's what's up. Okay. Okay. Uh, with that in mind, cause you said a hard worker, I'm actually kind of intrigued because you said it, you, you were sharing with us that you started playing ball at the age of 12. And mm. I wanted to know, uh, what was your high school journey like then before you became a pro? Like, what did you have to work that you know, put in the work? What was different? Like at the age of 12, what clicked, you know? So literally my first sport I ever played was softball. I didn't okay. want it to play basketball. But when mm -hmm. I grew, I guess you could say, <laughs> one of the coaches, uh, Coach G, Coach Gonzalez and Coach Mercer, those are my seventh and eighth grade coaches. They were okay. like, hey, you're tall. Let's come play basketball. And I was like, <laughs> but do I really have to? Like, just because I'm wrong. <laughs> so, but then I went and loved it. Loved it. 
So then high school, I went to St. Anthony's High School where Bob Hurley coached that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just like the best. I I was able to learn under Coach Bob Hurley as well too, him mm-hmm. being coached on the men's side. But just watching him and how he coached the men, it was like, hmm. I could play like them too. <laughs> so I was, you know, I wasn't the best player in high school. I'm not gonna sit here and act like I was because I was not. Okay. I, I was a late bloomer, but mm-hmm. I worked hard. Like I looked at the seniors and juniors that were ahead of me, and I was like, okay, this is what they're doing. Let me do that just a little bit more harder, a little bit more better, maybe, and I can be able to get to their level. So that I just always worked hard from a little kid. And, you know, I had my parents that supported me no matter what. They pushed me. That East Coast blood, boy. You, you know how it yeah. <laughs> They played no games. It was a hot day in the summer. Oh, you're going outside to shoot. Um, it could be raining outside. You're still going outside to shoot. You know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. just what it was. And it was just a blessing to have parents mm-hmm. like that in general. Amen. Mm-hmm. And did you working hard, is that what provided your confidence? Because a lot of people will go you know, to the gym and, you know, see somebody working out. Okay. I'm going to do that. Um, but it doesn't always necessarily translate or, um, you know, just the confidence could just be lacking. But my question to you would be, you know, when did you get your confidence or, you know, yeah. When was it apparent to you? Like, man, I can do this. <laughs> so mine was in college. Okay. Wait, I had this one coach still my, my guy to this day, my mentor, anything that happens to me, I call him. I'm going to throw him out there. Coach Justin Phoenix, my guy. Okay. Coach Justin, he came in my sophomore year of college. And short backstory, I was the player with the bad attitude. Um, Yes, sir. I was probably passionate. passionate. I was suspended a couple of games. Like, I was just that player. So (laughs) when he got hired on, my head coach told him, this is your project. You're going to share. Like, I was his project. So I was like, what? (laughs) <laughs> so he was like and uh, he played how, how old were you sorry how old were you then sophomore i was probably 19 okay 19. okay okay 19 okay sorry uh, go ahead. no you're good oh yeah 19 yeah 19 that sounds good uh <laughs> he came in and like coach justin played at manhattan and uh the manhattan university in new york and stuff like that he played pro too so it was like when he saw me he saw him in me but a female version mm-hmm. so it was like there were things we would do in practice that when it came time to the game, it would just go all out and I didn't do it. <laughs> but oh, man. Why do you do it in practice when in the game you don't? So fast forward, when I had a tryout after my senior year to go play in Puerto Rico, I literally did everything we worked on in practice at that tryout. And he was like, if you would have did that going for four years or three years at Cuban. Do you know what could have happened? Because you would have been all-American, you would have been okay. Okay. And I'm like, well, I did it when it when it was when it counted. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. It was like that. He gave me the confidence to be able to be the player that I was when I went overseas, when I played for the national mm-hmm. team. It was like he instilled that in me. And to this day, I'm forever grateful for him. That's awesome. Shout out to Coach Phoenix, you said? What's his name? Justin Phoenix. Yep. Justin Phoenix. Awesome. I got to give him a follow. Okay. I had had something that, sorry. (laughs) No, I had something that kind of um, went with, you know, how you you brought up Coach Justin. How important do you think is the development uh, process starting from a young age? Um, You know, right now I'm in that process of working, you know, with kids as young as, you know, fifth, sixth grade. And these kids are doing moves that I'm just like, wow, 
you know, some of these moves I can't even do. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like, you know, like I, I to me, I, I've, you know, in the short time that I've been here learning, you know, what I've been learning um, through Ryan, I've noticed the importance of development. So my question to you, you know, you said you were a late bloomer, you know, mm -hmm. and I feel like you're not the only one. I feel like there's a lot of people that just, you know, once, once it clicks, all right, I'm tough, you know, but right now it's like, what, you know, knowing what you know now, how important is that player development? So I feel like player development is something very important that these kids need to do at a young age, especially if they want to take basketball so serious. Like, I wish I knew what I knew, what I know, sorry, um, when I first started to now. 100%. Especially 100%. if I would have started, started younger, I probably could have went D1, probably could have played in WNBA, things like that. You know what I mean? But my path is not But player development, I think it's so important to these kids, but don't have them in the gym doing spin moves that they're like, you know, not a spin moves, but like a move that, you know, they're not going to do in the game. Yeah. Make sure they're doing the proper player development that's going to help build them as time goes on. And nothing against trainers. Like, I don't knock nobody. I just want to make sure that they're teaching these kids the proper way of player development. Like, yeah. Like I said, nothing against trainers, but some of these videos I'll be watching, they have like, <laughs> garbage cans over here. You're going to jump with this garbage can. Jump and grab the garbage can. Do a flip. <laughs> like, I'm like, well, what is that? <laughs> and so I just, like, I had a trainer who was so good, and it was just, I praise him to this day, too. And I just want these kids to have the same type of training sessions that I did that that you know for them okay but i i will always say like player development like teach them how to do a right-handed layup teach them how to do a proper left-handed layup teach them how to dribble with their right hand left hand because you know players are so right hand or left hand dominant that when they get older yeah. they're like oh well i can't dribble with my left hand why not because you wasn't yeah. taught. you know what I'm so like the, how fundamentals. the basics yeah the fundamentals mm -hmm. yeah no i agree i agree 100 100 mm -hmm. uh all right, Coach, uh, let's dig into a little bit of your journey now. Yeah. It says here, uh, I'm interested in what is the BSNF League? So Do that you... league, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you. No, you're fine, you're fine. I, I was just kind of trying to see like what it meant. And then it was that what you were traveling through throughout the world? It's different? So okay. The okay. BSNF was the Women's League in Puerto Rico. That was literally the first league I played for professionally. Okay. I when I did my tryout, it was to go play in Puerto Rico. So okay. I was the number two draft pick in 2011, and I went to go play in San Germán. It was a city in Puerto Rico on the west side. Okay. Um, so it was called San Germán Atléticas. So that was the team I went to go play for. I played for them for about three years. So okay. I played to be That's a cool. Yeah. Right. So I played in the Puerto Rico league for a total of seven years before I retired. So I played seven years there. Um, first three years, I was with San Germán. Um, two years, I was with Ponce. Okay. Five. And then my last, or one and a half, I was with Ponce. And then like two and a half, I was with Manati. Um, with Ponce, that's the team I won the championship with. Um, with the other teams, I've always made it to like the semifinals or to the finals and then like lost. But the BSNF is the Women's League in Puerto Rico. Okay, cool. All right. So what is that in Spanish? Do you know what it what it stands for? 
just like we know. Okay, okay. <laughs> my bad, my bad. We'll cut that out. <laughs> I'm just joking. Okay, okay, okay. What is it? I got it. Okay, what is it? Balance sets though, superior national feminino. Okay. Okay, cool. All right. Yeah, so this is one of my old pictures. Okay, okay. Nice. And that's what it is. Nice. Okay. And so then what was so then you were in that professional team in Puerto Rico, but how did you come about to travel to all these other areas and places? So the the women's team in Puerto Rico was normally from either like July or August to November or December. So then when I okay. went to go play in those other countries, it was in Overseas. the second half of the year. Okay. It was like January to May and things mm -hmm. like that. But like also with like the national team, we've traveled everywhere. Like I can pull out my passport and it's like state. So, you know, we played in all these tournaments and just things like that. But the BSNF was the just the league in Puerto Rico. OK, OK. Yeah, that's something new. That's cool. Well, I definitely want to catch a game down there or something. That'd be interesting. Yeah. Tell, and you don't need a passport to go to Puerto Rico. That's why I always tell people go and travel like you can mm. still go and travel there. And it's so beautiful. It's my you know, my family's homeland. On my mom's side, everybody's from Aguadilla, which is from the west side. And then on my dad's side, they're from Bayamón, which is on the east side. Okay, okay, nice. Kevin, didn't you live in Puerto Rico for a little bit? <laughs> I was hoping you didn't bring that up. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, I okay, what were you saying? Uh, no, no, I wasn't saying it like in a bad way. I was just saying because I get... <laughs> Uh, they just they just know how I get and that's why they do it. But uh no yeah, I lived in uh I lived in Coupe. Oh, okay. Yeah, So I, I but I was there when I was younger, so I went to a school called Bonneville. I don't know if you've heard of it. I never it's heard like, of it. But... Yeah, but it's like it's like all right there and then it's that's like cool. San Juan and all that stuff. Yeah. But my my, my stepmom's actually from um Mayawes. Oh so. Yeah, yeah, I was fur further, further. San Germán, they became Mayagüez Indias. Okay. Oh, oh so they, 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 they became, uh, from that team, they became, okay. Okay, okay. Cool. cool. Awesome. And with, yeah. and with Puerto Rico in mind, since we're talking about La Isla del Encanto, uh, what was the best experience you had playing for the Puerto Rican national team? Okay, so I have two. Okay. My first one was when we won our gold medal back in 2011. All right. Oh, okay. Where where did you guys win that? So that was in Guadalajara, Mexico. Ooh, nice. So the which tournament was this? It was the Pan American tournament. Okay. Um. So we we had to beat Brazil, and on Brazil they had Erica de Souza. They had Whoa. what's the one big girl? I forget her name. She plays for right. Minnesota. Um. That post player, but they had her. They had they had like three WNBA players on their team, and mm -hmm. uh, so like that was like a big win for us. And I believe I want to say we won by one point. Like last, mm -hmm. it was just like I have pictures that you see us jumping up and down. Like it was a big win. And then in the championship, we played Mexico. We're in Mexico playing Mexico. Wow! So the crowd, <laughs> the energy, just everything about that game was. Is that your toughest crowd? You would say. Yes, for sure. Wow. Yes, we're playing the home team in their country. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, the whole crowd. Horns, I bet, I bet. Like every time they would score, all you hear is wow. Like everybody go crazy, and I'm just saying, <laughs> Like this is my first year on the national team. I'm a young kid out of college. I don't know any better. Things like that. So like, I'm on the bench, looking like, 
wow. I mean, I played, yeah. but I didn't play like, you know, a lot of minutes, but I still got in. I scored four points. We're going to throw that out there. Hey, hey. <laughs> That's what's up. That's what's up. Right. <laughs> count it. But the fact that like that crowd was, and then fun fact too, our men's team won the gold medal that year as well. Oh, nice. Who was on that team? On the men's team? Mm-hmm. They had Jesse Barea, Carlos Arroyo. Okay. You know, they had all of them. Ronaldo Bachman, Danny Santiago. They have names. Did they have, yeah. uh, did they have Larry Ayuso at that time? Yes. You know, that man could shoot. <laughs> they had him, he's a legend, but they had, mm-hmm. they had all of them on there. So it was like both of us winning was like a big thing. So that was that one was the first one. And then my second one was the la- my last year on the national team before I retired was we had qualified for the world uh, championship. Um, and then we had came in third place, but you needed to either be one, two, or three. So we won the bronze medal um, qualifying for it. So that was like the top two, my top two experiences on the national team. Shout out to my national team, though, because they are in the Olympics this year. Tokyo 2021, holler hey. at them. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, go for Puerto Rico. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just to see it. But shout out to them because they've been working really hard. I'm so proud of how they have grown up well how we have built the um what's the word i'm looking for build build the national team up from like from when i first started to now like literally you know we won this gold medal and then we won and then now they're in the olympics i'm just so proud of that staff proud of what they have done just everything about it shout out to puerto rico hey that's awesome shout out to puerto rico that's i'm excited for now seeing them against usa and all these other big teams heck yeah that's awesome it's gonna be good now, now on the flip side of you know all the success, was there ever any a moment like of doubt while you were playing, or like while you might have gone through a slump and you're like, man, can I can I really do this? Is this really you know built for me? So my I want to say back in 2015 or 16, I like found out I had a heart condition, but it wasn't bad. So I do I want like I but I continued to play because it like my doctor said you're still good or whatever. But when I found out about it, I was like, you know, you don't play with your heart. Yeah, exactly. Like and then seeing like all these players and what they have went through. Like I so what I have is called hypertrophic cardiomyopathy. So it was like my left valve is thicker and it takes longer for blood to pump through. But when it was back then, they just thought it was an irregular heartbeat. Um, So I was still able to play. So when I found that out, I was like, I had a long conversation with my mother, sat her down. I said, mom, what do I do? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I don't know what to do. Do I give up? Do I continue to play? Yeah. And she was just like, you know, baby girl, she called the baby girl, you know, baby girl, just, just pray about it. So I, I literally cried in my room, prayed about it, you know, talked to God. And I was like, what do I need to do? And I continued to play for two more years. And those two more years that I continued to play were probably the best two years of my life playing. That's when I go playing in Romania. Um, I broke records playing in Romania, rebounding, things like that. And then that last year with the national team was when we qualified for the world championship. So, like, those last two years, I feel like God was telling me, go out, go out with the bang, and then, boom, do Mm. what you do best. That is powerful. Sorry to hear that, though. But, I mean, at least you're safe, you know, first and foremost. I just would say that I'm blessed when I found out what it was mm-hmm. at the end. You know, I found out at a good time. I didn't find out, like, because a lot of these players who do have what I have, they normally find out when they pass out and, you know, God rest their soul when they die and things like that. So it's like, I just, I thank God every day that I didn't 
have to put my family through that. And I found out sooner than later. Um, to get a little bit now into your coaching experience, um, yeah, we want to first um, talk to you about, first of all, what is your ultimate goal in the field of coaching? Like, what are you trying to like, what I want, like, I want to be a head coach. Like that is my goal to be a head coach one day. But I also like, I've been talking to my mentors and stuff like that. And I mm -hmm. low key want to transition to the men's side. Ooh. And not a lot of people know that, but there was this combine that I coached that this past summer in Houston, it was called the overseas combine. One of my friends, he runs it, um, Antonio De Pena, and he runs it. And I was just like, he was like, Hey, come out and coach this men's combine. And I said, sure. So when I was out there like coaching the men and I was like, hmm, I could do this. Like they literally listened to me. They were engaged in everything that I was saying. Like when I was like, hey guys, you know, let's do this. Like I drew up a play, they did it, da, 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 da. And it was just like, wow. Becky Hammond status. Like I wouldn't have that. And I don't know because, <laughs> I, you know, maybe because they were like, oh, she a female coach, let's just listen to her, blah, blah, blah. Maybe because she's pretty, but no. <laughs> I'm not sure guys are thinking, but I just felt like, man, they were really engaged in what I was saying. So I was like, Hmm. And then seeing all the other female coaches now in the uh, NBA, you know, yeah, 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 so inspiring. And I'm like, I could do that for sure. Hmm. Is is your goal? Is your goal with the coaching? Do you want to coach like Division One, Division Two, high school? Does it? Do you want to coach pro? Like, what? what you know, I know, I, I know. You said, I know you said you got that opportunity to coach the overseas and stuff like that. So obviously those guys are, are, are elite, you know, it doesn't matter if yeah. they're not in the NBA, they're still elite. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Professionals, professional. <laughs> yeah. So as far as being like a head coach, what I want to coach. Yeah. Cause I know you said that your, your end goal was being a head coach. Does it matter at what level? So end goal being a head coach, I would probably say it doesn't matter. Like, okay. but I, so now that I coach high school, I would be lying if I say I have the patience for high school because I really don't. <laughs> it would probably have to be like college. Love. I don't want to sit here and lie to y'all. No, know? it's cool. It's cool. Because <laughs> I like I love my girls to death, but I don't have the patience sometimes. So I would probably say like college and above. Okay. Yeah, okay. And um and what's what's kind of like since you brought that up about patience, what's kind of been the hardest thing for you from you know, because it's different when you play college ball and then you go into coaching. It's different when you play professional at whatever level. So what's mm -hmm. the, what's like what's the you know, what's been the hardest challenge for you to come from such a high level to now having to teach the game? I think it's like because my IQ is so high, I wish I can give it to the kids. <laughs> yeah. When I watch them play and like I give them advice and then when they go out there and do it, I'm like, yes, they're listening. But then when they go out there and they do like a turnover and they do like something else and I'm just like, that is not what I said to do. <laughs> I said, and then I look like I'm the assistant. So then I look at the head coach and he's looking at me and I'm like, I didn't say that. And I'm, just like, oh. I'm just like, I think it's more, it's literally now that I coached in high school, my patients have gotten better. Because I'm like, okay, they're in high school, you know, they're younger. I have to not dumb it down, but like kind of dim yeah. it down so they can Easy understand it. the length, make it easier for them so they can understand like, hey, when you go in there, you see how she's playing you this way, crossover, you're going to get to the lane and this, that, like just trying to make it easier for them to understand the language because it's different at the college level a little bit. It's different at the pro level. You know what I mean? So kind of just dim it down and make it easier for them. Yeah. 
Okay. That's why that's why I brought up not only this question but as well as the player development question because I feel all that is kind of like you know it steps it steps to getting to the next level and I feel now more than ever I see how important that player development is you know because yeah. you can you can have kids who just start doing the player development and they probably don't have the talent that this other kid has but they're putting in that work and then and they're coachable. You know, I'm that, I feel like that's that's the recipe to a D1 athlete right there. See, <laughs> since I've coached at the D1 level, I would take a a coachable, like, kid that doesn't have the skill set of a, you know, a monster kid because I know I can develop them into that player. You know what I mean? Like, that skilled yeah. player, yes, is probably going to help my program and make my program great, but – are they going to listen? Are they going to be like a, a cancer to the team and just think it's all about them and things like that? Because you have certain players like that. So I, me, I would rather take um, not like a, a, a coachable kid where I can develop them into the player that I know they can be. Yeah. You're not the only person that has said that. Not mm-hmm. in general, not only on this podcast, but in general. So, I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's a proven fact. Yeah. Yes. What was it like to transition from a D1 college coaching opportunity and then going to high school and like what you learned so far like what have you grasped besides patience so you can get ready for your head coach job I guess you know what I mean what I've learned is like you have to really be engaged with these kids like build that yes you're their coach but also build that relationship with them where they trust you and they can come to you and talk to you and say hey coach B I'm going through this and I'd be like, okay, what's up? Let's talk about it. Because then on the court, when you, like, have to yell at them or if you have to, you know, instruct them, they're going to have that trust with you. And they're not going to think, like, man, Coach B is on my butt. Yeah. Like, it's no, no. So it's about that patience like that. And then I've also learned to have patience with parents. We're not going to talk about that that much. Because <laughs> you come up with parents being streets wilding. So I have to learn how to have patience with them especially at the high school level, because it's just like, you can't really, you have to learn what to say and what not to say. So that's why, because you know, that Jersey wants to come out of me. And yeah. Like, um, hello, your kid is, you know, but yeah. you can't say that. So learning that yeah. case with your parents as well. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. That is huge because from being, because I would like to be a collegiate coach, and I've been in this high school realm for a little while now, you know, and so more and more I can feel you when you say about, you know, parents and boundaries and what you can say and advice you can, like, not overstep what they have to get say, you know, and then also, like, the opportunity to learn that relationship now early, um, especially when the child is that young, I think it can go a long way. Like you said, development is made, trust is made. And I guess that's how you win, you know, when you win in life and on the court. I think that's the recipe of that trust, you know. So what are we exactly training for? Mm-hmm. We, 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 we reveal what? Like just me working out? Well, yeah. yeah. It, it seems like more so purposeful. Like it's to get, you know. So like to get I, you know, I have my heart condition. So I've always told myself I want to be like healthy and just trained to be like. So my thing is to if my players see that, hey, Coach B is working out and she's training, I need to go to the gym as well. So like that's my like to show example to my players. Right. Like even me at 31, I can still get out here and give y'all buckets. Yeah. <laughs> like because I'm working out and working hard. I'm in the gym, you know, 
doing weights and doing that third. So it's just basically showing that example to my kids that if I can do it, so can you. Okay. And in a perfect world, would there be a comeback? Yes, of course. What? <laughs> I would play to this day. I will come back so fast. Like I will be out there, even if I'm huffing and puffing. If God said, "Hey, your heart is good," sign me up. Amen. That's tight. Okay. Okay. Well, Def have that in prayer. Feel but good. I also, I think that's also a great message you share with us because that also makes us stay on top of our game too, as mentors, as coaches, mm -hmm. and disciplines. Like you said, we gotta get buckets still on the men, <laughs> and sure. be that example. <laughs> You can't tell your players like, hey, go and lift weights and you're not showing them like a good one or two. Because I mean, that's just how I was like to me when I was in college, my trainer or my coaches, I would see them in the gym and I'm like, oh, shit, my coaches in the gym. Let me go in the gym now, too. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I, I'm trying to instill that into my players as well. So then they can have the same mindset like, oh, Coach B is in the gym. I'm going to the gym now. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, that's a domino effect. It follows and they'll follow that. All right, Perfect. Coach, we've come now to the ending of our segment of our show, which is the fun part. It's this or that. But before we say our goodbyes to you and much more, we just want to say this has been fun to just talk to a pro athlete of like For yourself sure, and, and yeah. listen to your journey, um, the testimony of your heart and how you're still going at it. I mean, it's great. I love it. Keep growing. You have our full support. And uh, thanks for being here to share your testimony with all of our fan base. Thank so, yeah. you. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me, especially being the first female. Um, I'm forever grateful that you guys gave me this opportunity to like you know, talk about my story. I hope it touches, even if it touches one person, that it touches someone and that anybody could write me. You can hit me up on all my social media outlets. I, I am the coolest right person. Just hit me up, write me. I don't care if you have any questions. It's, thank you. I'm there. <laughs> nice, it helps. This is this is episode seven, correct? So episode yep. 107, she'll be back for sure. Okay. <laughs> sure. Let's go. We already had in the books. <laughs> right, so this or that. We're gonna put timer on the clock, which we will put now. All right. We have this or that. Okay. WNBA or NBA? WNBA. NCAA women's or WNBA? NCAA women's. Okay. Steelers or Nets? <laughs> We're going with Nets because I love Katie. Okay, okay, we'll go Nets. All right, Coke or Pepsi? Neither. Okay. What, what drink do we prefer? Yeah, Dr. Pepper. Ooh, nice, okay. nice. Dr. Pepper. All right, ball shoes or ball slides? Slide. After a long day. Okay, okay. Netflix or YouTube? Netflix. Ooh, okay. okay. I didn't show, sorry. But you okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, and then before you build your team, cardio or weights? Cardio. Oh, you prefer cardio over weights? Yeah. I, I'm going to I hate weights, but cardio okay. for sure. Yeah. Okay, okay. Okay. <laughs> now, we come to the part where you can build your top five WNBA team. Ooh. And then we can do your top five WNB, uh, sorry, men's NBA team. And you can put yourself in there if you want to. Yes. Because <laughs> a professional is a professional. Because a professional is a professional. I'm the top five players. Okay. If you don't want to do like positions and like who you're starting five are, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. I'm, yeah, because a lot of my players, like they're just, they're all, you know. All right. So yeah, yeah. Players, this is not in any order. For okay. the women, we're going to go with 
Cheryl Swoops, mm-hmm. okay. Cynthia Cooper, okay. Diana Taurasi, Simone Augustus, mm. and Maya Moore. Okay. Maya Moore. Okay. I haven't heard Maya Moore yet. Hey, respect that. Respect. Okay. That's Who's your favorite one out of those five? Oh, Simone Augustus. Like, I've loved her since she was at LSU. And, you know, just, I just like, she's been my favorite player forever. Everybody knows how much I love her. So, yeah. yeah. Okay, I love Augustus. And she's still hooping, right? She's, she hasn't retired yet. So, she's still with us. No, I don't know. I mean, she went to LA and then, you know, played this yeah. one year with LA. I don't know if they're going to bring her back. I don't know if she's going to retire, but I watch her talk every Tuesday on her little Instagram. Yeah, live. me too. Mm-hmm. I haven't said anything about retiring yet. So, okay, I, okay, hope- okay. Yeah, I hope not either. Okay. And now, your five, your top five of the NBA men's. All right, we're going to go with, again, in no particular order, we're going to go with, you know, Michael Jordan, the GOAT, uh, Kobe Bryant right after him, and then Tim Duncan. I was a post player, so I love Tim Duncan and Kevin Garnett. So those two players were like my guys. And then last but not least, you know, my guy, Kevin Durant. (laughs) So are you you a Nets fan? Uh, so yes, I love the Nets when they were first in New Jersey when they had okay. James, like the old Kenyon Martin, Richardson, Jefferson, yeah, yeah. And had, like that squad. And when they yeah. when they lost to the Lakers two years ago in the finals, like back in 04, those yeah. years, yeah, I was the biggest Nets fan. Yeah. And then when they went to Brooklyn, I was like, uh, you know, yeah. What's the feeling you. over there? Thank Is it like? <sighs> But now that you know my guy KD is back, you know, not back, is on the Nets. I was like, you know yeah. what? I guess I could be a Nets fan again. <laughs> yeah, and Harden to the Nets. What do you feel about that? After yesterday's game, I'm impressed. Yeah. But okay. We still gotta wait for Kyrie and see how all three of them mesh together. But but you know him and James Harden when they were in OKC, it was like you know they were good. Yeah. So True. We just need to True. see how Kyrie fits in that you know little equation. And then ask me the next game when Kyrie. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we'll definitely have to catch up with you to see how you feel about the the Nets looks once he comes through. That's be different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I actually had the same feeling you did. I keep telling my husband. He, I don't feel like no one believes me, but as soon as the Nets left Jersey, there was like no significant meaning anymore that they, you know, they're Jay Z's team. So I was just like, <laughs> man, how, how am I supposed to accustom to to this? And then I was just like, ah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Being, you know, a Jersey girl, I was like, yeah, the Nets, we got a basketball team. And then when they went to New York, I'm like, I mean, I was born in New York, but I was still raised in Jersey. So it was like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I thought people like, oh, aren't you a Giants fan or a Jets fan? And I'm like, no, they play in New Jersey, but mm-hmm. there's New York Giants, New York Jets. Yeah. Very good. So <laughs> just putting it out there. <laughs> yeah. I loved your top five. I'm, I'm a big KG fan, too. So mm-hmm. I love that you had him in there. And I, I mean, I, I'm a Lakers fan, so I, I mean, I guess I kind of like LeBron, but I like the fact that you didn't have him in your top five. So <laughs> we're, we're, we're friends. We're friends on those two big yeah. <laughs> uh, But on, on behalf of uh, not only us three, but just the Undrafted Podcast family, we thank you, you know, for taking the time out, you know, and, and just blessing us with your knowledge and your experience and, you know, and just what you've been through, you know, and, and just hopefully being being that inspiration even if it's just to one person whether it's a male or female i think that's always the the key to to what we're doing as coaches and as mentors 
So, I mean, on my behalf, I appreciate it. I was soaking. I didn't really talk that much because I was just trying to listen and take everything in, but I really appreciate it. I know, I know, I know Daniel and Melly did too and, and everybody that's that's going to watch this. So, so thank you. That, that's all I really yeah. can say. Thank you for your time. Thank you so much, Coach Bay, Coach Angie. <laughs> I want before we leave, I want to say I hope people don't think I say Coach Bay because like I'm a pretty girl. The Bay is actually an acronym for bold, aspiring, and empowering. And that's wow. why I, so I want to throw that out there so everybody knows what it actually stands for. Okay, okay. Well, I like Coach Bay because you know. All right, Coach, have a great Sunday, great rest of your afternoon. Thank Thanks you so for much joining you know, for joining us. And stay uh, posted for us to post this live for your audience and for us, too, and for our fans. And thank you so much for your presence. Good luck in this season for Deer Deer Creek, correct? Deer High School? Deer Creek. Shout Good out to Deer Creek. I already yeah, like Deer, Deer Creek. Creek. <laughs> I already like Deer Creek. That's where That was my middle school, so shout out to Deer Creek. Hey, okay. Shout out to them. <laughs> Let them know. All right, we'll see you later, Coach. Uh, have a good one. Thank you again. We'll catch you later, man. Bye-bye. Woo, awesome. fellas, what an interview. Man, Man. I'm hyped just, just to be able to share with a sis of my own, you know, from the East Coast and, and to see her grind, see her become successful and come out from, you know, I know the trenches of Jersey, man. There's some areas that yeah. are rough. And uh, I know yeah. that it takes a lot, you know, for people to to be like, you know what, life against me. I got this, you know, so I'm, I'm happy yeah. that we got Coach Angie here with us and her and her success and her presence of testimony that we got to take in. And she and said it was awesome. an important thing she said, she said she she was not D1. She was D3, correct? D3. Mm-hmm. And then she became professional. So boys and girls, it's, it's all about work. I mean, she said it, you know, first and mm-hmm. foremost, you work hard um, and long enough. I mean, success will come. Success will come yeah. for sure. It just shows you that if you work hard, I mean, it doesn't matter what level you play. You can, mm-hmm. you can, you can reach that professional level no matter what. If you, if you didn't, if you started playing in high school or in middle school or whenever, if you have that work ethic and you're putting in the work and, and developing your game and working on your craft, I mean, you can, you can be a pro. So, mm-hmm. so like Daniel said, you know, just make sure that that we take these these concepts that we that we that we have from our guests and and hopefully you know you guys are able to learn a little bit from from everybody so i really i really enjoyed i really enjoyed this this episode yeah for sure um everyone have a great sunday thank you again for tuning in with us we can't wait to see y'all next week with coach chelsea muir undrafted out this is coach mel tarasi it's coach danny and it's coach kev